0: I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door.
1: Welcome to the cast next door, where we love your mother's cookies. We are today talking about, well today, every day, talking about the thriller, The Boy Next Door, minute by minute. With me today is Jesse Cooper. Hello. And Jim Harper. Hi, guys. <laughs> who's purposely sounding now freakishly chipper to me? <laughs> All right, getting we, slap happy. <laughs> we are talking about minute sixty-three and the promise of a better life
0: with Noah. What's going on in this minute, guys? Not, not much. <laughs> uh, I mean, he pretty much finishes a sentence. Claire slaps him, and then she does what she should have done in the first place and talks to the vice principal, uh, Christian Chenoweth's, uh What's her name in this movie? Uh, Vicky. Vicky? Vicky. 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 Uh, uh, to, to
1: clarify for the folks at home Jesse's advice is not that if you are sexually assaulted or blackmailed you should run to your nearest vice principal <laughs> and oh, explain no. the problem <laughs> and I'm thinking
2: there may be better people to call in this situation Maybe, you
1: but, should uh... always call Kristen Chenoweth yeah. whatever <laughs> she is you should call Kristen Chenoweth and say Kristen Chenoweth the boy next door has been sexually harassing me he's grabbed my boob in the kitchen won't leave my son alone he killed a boy at school
0: and by the way <laughs> Claire shows uh, the picture uh, of them uh, sexing uh, to well, I think even before we picture.
2: get to the point where she goes to Vicky like I think it's really funny that this is the second like sort of violent physical inter- interaction that they've had other than Noah punching his own hand into a wall yeah but Claire has already need him square on in the balls <laughs> and so like but this one ends with like him going to touch her romantically or something. And then she slaps him and it's like, that's so much of a well weaker action. You think, like, the next time they run into each other, she just kind of, like, boops him on the nose. Like, <laughs> no, no. No,
1: you, you bad boy. That's very she, naughty. She
2: swats him with the newspaper. <laughs>
0: she pulls out a spray bottle and be like, bad boy. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's just, cat.
2: Yeah, because the whole time, like, the tension's building up. Like, she's already, yeah, full-on need him in, I think, the bathroom, right? And uh so, like, now in his bedroom, you think, like, this is escalating. And this is kind of what, like, we said in the last minute, like this kind of sets up the tone for the rest of the movie where like it's this is the inciting incident that makes Claire finally do something useful um she's like, she's
1: now she's totally scared she's gonna go get help from somebody,
2: yeah, and like she like but you think like she should either just like haul ass, run out of there, or yeah, like punch, kick him again, do something, like, but you know she like she slaps him, which is weird. And and the, yeah, and then like, I mean, runs off to talk to her friend. Like the whole time I was watching this, I'm saying out loud, "I'm like, call the police." And also, where's the uncle guy? It's like, I, is he home? Like, is he like, is he still downstairs? I don't. Know. <laughs> What's I happening? I feel like
1: Claire has become the kind of the kind of last girl that Drew Barrymore is making fun of in the middle, in the beginning of Scream. Like the person who <laughs> who is running upstairs when she should be hauling ass out the front door like and calling the cops on her cell phone and never stopping and never looking back. But she's still hoping she can kind of quiet this on the down low and like nobody has to know about it. And I'm going to save my reputation when she should be thinking about how do I survive? Because this guy is insane.
0: And, And it's, it's, and it's not like he has almost direct access to her too. I mean, he's literally the boy next door she should have done something by now that yeah. was a little J-Lo, bit more. have you
1: not looked at the name of your movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and uh, she right right already
0: door. and she
2: and she fully knows about. I, I'm assuming that again, he th- like smashed a kid's head through a locker door, a closed locker, which which is really difficult to do. <laughs> Yeah, he, he Jim broke, has like,
1: tried several times. Well, you think high about, like the physics of it, like shove their heads through locker doors. But
2: think how small a locker door is, and to like take someone's head and hit it until the locker like caves in. Like that's crazy. Like again, like I can't get out, out of this he, mindset. No, he, like he
1: clearly has has <laughs> barely tapped reserves, <laughs> reservoirs of rage, ready to explode in incredibly violent outbursts. But, again, she still thinks, you know, it's all going to be okay.
2: Well, maybe he's like a secret super soldier, like in, uh, what's that movie, The Guest? He's he's actually really part of an army training program where he's like Captain America, but like a bad one.
0: One thing that I was thinking throughout this whole movie is, like, he has to be like a supervillain or something. Because, like, how he expertly just... Like, first off, like, cutting the brakes and knowing that they would crash specifically in that spot. No, that's, that's
1: supposition at this point. We don't know that that's happened. But, yeah, yeah totally. He keeps, he, he, yes.
0: Well, like, I mean, and, like, it's just his planning. His planning is, like, superb. And I was just wondering, like, he has to be like a supervillain or something, or at least like a like a, a Riddler type. So when, when she got up to his room, instead of sitting on his
1: bed with his laptop, he should have been at his desk facing the other direction and then slowly turned around in his chair with a cat on his lap.
2: <laughs> he's like a Tony Stark combined with Steve Rogers. Like, he is Captain America and Iron Man. He's got, like, all the genius engineering skills and computer skills. But he's also, like like preternaturally strong for, for some reason, like he's got insane physical abilities. I
1: mean, once again, we return to my theory that Noah is the Ubermensch. in a, in a million years, we will all be like Noah.
0: I have another, it's not a theory, but you know, probably what actually happened is he set up his plans, but he still has to wait for them. So he just keeps on trying to make them work, but he just like, like they just don't. Cause we never see him like set anything up. He could have just been waiting for, like, hours on hours I mean, just, to make something work. He's just so, that crazy. Yeah, he's just that crazy. So maybe he's just sitting there waiting for something, and he just does sit-ups while doing so.
1: <laughs> or, or maybe secretly his uncle is a brilliant hacker and a mechanic.
0: And that's we don't
1: see his uncle because his uncle is working behind the scenes this whole time, yeah. like controlling things from his motorized chair. And that's how he makes all this stuff happen.
2: I got to get one of them bone <laughs> marrow transfers. Uh, <laughs> why don't
1: you come uh, over
2: and, and uh, sex up the neighbor wife?
1: <laughs> uncle, I will give you my bone marrow, but only if you help me fuck the teacher next door. <laughs>
2: I want a special like fan cut of this where like the uncle shows up in the background all the time. Like you see his head like in the window. <laughs> it would make so much more sense. And that would make the movie like completely like a bad, a good, bad movie. Like instead of what it, it just kind of a middling, whatever romantic action thriller or whatever this is supposed to be.
1: So a thriller, I would say it's classified as a thriller. Technically it's a, it's a micro thriller cause it's, it's on a cheap budget. It's a shoestring budget. Which uh, you know, it kind of shows. But we have our our brief time first in the in the room between J Lo and I. I keep wanting to call her Claire Lo, but it's not catching on. Between J Lo and Noah, <laughs> and then uh, and then she goes to Vicky. Jesse, you had something about about the way he was speaking.
0: He was speaking in love love song lyrics like the whole time. Like it was just like, "Oh, I will be there for you, and we will." be together forever it was like it was almost like he was singing a police song
1: someone should get like shitty boy band together and just take lines from the boy next door
0: and make a love song
1: i see this the promise of a better life let me show you what's possible i will never let you go yeah totally
0: i will always be watching outside
1: of my huge windows <laughs> i've always you watching because i live next door to you and it's really easy so the next scene starts with her sliding that – yeah, the next scene, halfway through our minute, the last 20 seconds of our minute, starts with her sliding that picture of the two of them having sex across Vicky's desk. She's finally gone to seek help from Vicky. And damn, that is a good shot. He's yeah. he's decent. He's a decent photographer. He has is a really good shot. He must have worked very hard to get them in the just the right spot. I mean, while they were but, having
2: sex. My only question here was, why would she meet her at school with this picture? Like, if someone else acts like she took it away from school, why would she go back to? like the vice principal's office with the incriminating evidence. Shouldn't she be like, Hey, meet me like at JC Penney's or Starbucks <laughs> or something like,
0: Or Hey, let's meet at your house. I We're like
2: friends.
1: the idea of JC Penney's as the place to
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> Just like some random, not at work. Here's like, go back to work with the picture. She had to like tear down from them. Like, I, uh, here's a naked picture of me having sex with a student I decided to bring back in, even though I don't want to take any action about this, like in a normal way. But
1: Jimmy, I've, I've, I wanted to say um, they're doing it because they only have so many locations and we've already, <laughs> we've already been inside her office. So let's use that again. But even thinking about that, why not do it at Vicky's farmhouse? Cause that's where they've had their intimate talk before in the beginning. Not that this will ever come up again. But if Vicky's farmhouse were to be used again or some particular location, it now would be a good time to remind us of the things that are there that could possibly be used in some <laughs> kind of climactic final battle. Um, <laughs> this would be a good instance. We could perhaps be in a barn underneath some sort of large piece of metal. Um, <laughs> That's a God really knows well what. God knows what.
2: But, well, uh, you know what's funny too is that like, she left Noah's house you know, in the evening or middle of the night, whatever time it was, and then was so freaked out that she apparently had to call Vicky and say like, "Hey, I want to meet you tomorrow during the day at school about something." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to just go back next door to my house after you've been acting like a complete crazy, crazy person. Still, not to call the police or anything, and just I'll put this off another like nine or ten hours or whatever. You know, and it,
1: it, it would have it actually would have help the tension a lot if the next if a scene in between this, if there been like a like a really short like a 10 second shot of just her like on her bed like like sitting on her bed kneeling with like her knees like pressed up against her chest, rocking back and forth biting her lower lip thinking oh my god what am I gonna do what am I gonna do you know unable to sleep you know racked with with fear. Um, and then the next morning she's like, all right, I decided I have to tell Chris and Jenna. Because otherwise it really does seems like it, – it seems like she runs out of the house
0: thinking, oh, I got to get help. And the next day –
2: Cut to the well, next day. She talks to if
0: her look, friend. Also, if you look at the lighting in the in the next – well, I guess in the – when she's talking to Vicky, it looks like it's like late afternoon because it's like the sun's kind of orange. And everything and like well that whole scene is like is very very oral I think
2: it's like the end of the school day
0: yeah what, I mean <laughs> she, 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 just... the,
1: the, I, that was the most, the most <laughs> awkward class ever <laughs> so, so who would like Deleted to talk about scenes. last night's reading um, Noah stalker do you have anything to say
2: he's just sitting in the back of the class pulling up his shirt <laughs> He was expelled though, right? Wasn't he already expelled? So I guess he wouldn't be in class.
1: No, was he was he expelled
2: for the Yeah, uh... I think Vicky told him he was expelled because um she tried to slap him, you know, earlier in minutes. And then he stopped, he managed to catch Vicky's hand. So Vicky must not be as good at slapping. I th- as I
1: thought that came earlier. I thought, I thought he he my, my recollection was he told he told Claire that um like she wasn't going to expel him. She was a dried up old hag or whatever. And then afterwards, he afterwards is when he gave the um, the, the epinephrine shot to uh, to Kevin.
2: Hmm. But now I'm yeah, not I don't sure. know. This, this, I've t- this... <laughs> we're getting out of our depth here. <laughs> we are. We're well
1: out of our minutes. <laughs> there, there, this... There's not actually that much more here. She shows the picture to Vicky. And that's really the end of our minute. Yeah.
0: Well, I do have something to say, I guess, what's happening visually. Um, I mentioned, I think, in the last uh, episode uh, that the orange and teal uh, template that they're using, like, really hardcore. Yes. It pretty much cuts to just a completely, like, almost orange-washed scene afterwards.
1: Well, and this this whole scene is not, I mean, everything is orange. You said, Jesse, you mentioned... uh, She's wearing an orange Velma sweater. Yeah, she totally is. Which she's... I JLo just became that much hotter to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> Great, she throws on some big,
2: thick, black-rimmed glasses. Ah,
1: oh, ah, oh, you're killing me, Jim. You're <laughs> killing me. Um, all of my Velma fantasies, I am not kidding. I am, <laughs> I'm playing it off like I'm kidding, the kidding but let's be honest. The, along with um, J-Lo's Velma sweater... Uh everything <laughs> else is orange in this scene. The the door, the painting behind Kristen Chenoweth, the lampshade, Kristen Chenoweth's face. Everything in this scene is uh is various shades of orange.
0: Yeah. Well like it's this just, just about everything. I mean the only I'm sorry, it's Chris like Chenoweth. orange and white. Like that's the whole yeah. The whole color palette. And the light coming through, you right, it
1: looks like after like orangish afternoon light. Now
2: I'm wondering if she wore the velma sweater cuz that's supposed to signify that she's starting to like solve the mystery of Noah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a, a conscious decision to invoke that in the viewer's mind. I think
1: it's about her her all of a sudden looking more um prudish is not the right word, but more like buttoned down, you know, responsible woman of a certain age and less like a like a hot milf, which is impossible because J-Lo is going to look like a hot milf. There's nothing you can do.
2: She comes in with a suit of like plate mail armor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is really where we end. We end with Chris and Chenna with, is, uh, is saying, you know, why didn't you come to me sooner? And that's, that's our end. And we'll have to wait for the next minute to hear J-Lo's response and why she didn't reach out for help sooner. Like all of us think she should have, because <laughs> Noah is a crazy, insane person who is, though, also the overmatch. <laughs> well, thank you very much Listen to the cast next door. Before we go, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? Uh,
2: no, Jim. Um, I'll plug. <laughs> I'll like to plug myself. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Feisty, and then I also forgot to mention previously that I have a podcast called TV Copilot. It's about a guy who tries to do a podcast about TV shows.
1: And I can vouch that it is great. Uh, so Jesse would also like to plug Jim's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not heard it, but uh, now, now I will. So <laughs> Everybody go it's check out Jim's the, podcast. The Jesse door. loves it. Oh, excellent. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Join us again next time on The Cast Next Door.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to A Talking Cast Presents The Cast Next Door. I've been your host Park Parkerson. My guests were Jesse Cooper and Jim Harper. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FirstEDIllion All one word. Download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Edited by Darren Husted. Produced by Darren Husted. Executive producers Park Parkerson. The Boy Next Door is owned by Blumhouse, Smart Entertainment, Hurricane, and
0: Universal Pictures. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This is a first edition?